You're listening to Blind Entrepreneurship, an interview series podcast that highlights the stories of the top business professionals around the world. In each episode, we explore how entrepreneurs overcame blindness in business in order to execute their vision. is brought to you by Penji. I am your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today we have Neil Patel on the show. Neil is a New York Times best-selling author. The Wall Street Journal calls him a top influencer on the web. Forbes says that he is one of the top 10 marketers, and Entrepreneur Magazine says he created one of the 100 most brilliant companies. He was recognized as a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 30 by President Obama and a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 35 by the United Nations. That is a pretty impressive resume. And when I created this podcast several years ago, I had several dream guests, and Neil was one of them. I thought to myself, if I could only interview this person, I would be able to ask him or her these hard-hitting questions, these things that would revolutionize our business, these things that would just unlock all these different light bulbs within my own head. And I followed Neil for a while now, um, probably... I'd say even three, four, five years at that. And and a lot of his strategies have actually been pivotal to our SEO and marketing success here at Penji. You'll hear the interview yourself and make your own judgment, but I was struggling with this interview. I, I don't know if it was me or the questions that I asked, but Neil seemed to be 100% uninterested in what I had to ask. And I don't necessarily believe that I got his best work and answers to my questions. And when I do research about a particular guest, I go to great lengths in order to find something interesting and develop questions with it for that person in particular. And I ask the questions in a way for them to further expand upon, and then it would lead to ultimately more follow-up questions that would ensue. Uh, it all bases off of the vibe. And so I had about 15 or so questions, and all of them were, were asked within the first five minutes of this entire conversation. And we all know how Neil, how talented Neil is and how instrumental he is to the entrepreneurship community. But the answers Neil gave raises the, uh, 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 I'd say, several questions. Number one, is marketing really that simple? Are we just living in a world where we are overcomplicating things? After the call, I was left with actually more questions about marketing than answers. And that very much so could have been my own personal fault. And maybe I was relying too heavily on his answers and focused less on the themes that Neil was presenting. Maybe if we were to focus more on simplifying things and more on creating quality work, just like Neil does, marketing and sales could be the catalyst to propel you and your business to the goals that you've been dreaming of. I'd love to get your feedback on this and feel free to listen to this interview and use the comments below on tbeshow.com or email me directly just your overall thoughts, jonathan at penji.co. That's J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N at penji.co, P-E-N-J-I dot C-O. Enjoy, enjoy today's episode with Neil Patel. Today's episode is sponsored by Penji. Are you in charge of marketing for your business and need graphic design support? Let Penji design anything you need for your business, from a logo to your marketing materials, sales sheets, social media content, and so much more. Penji helps you achieve more with unlimited graphic design support, daily output, and a dedicated project manager, all at one flat monthly rate. We have an exclusive offer to the blind entrepreneur community. 
Head over to Penji.co and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month. Again, that's Penji.co, P-E-N-J-I.co, and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month of Penji. And now, let's get to today's episode. Neil, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. So something that we do here on the podcast is we always start off with like a, a more fun question. And I was reading some articles. Uh, is it true that you actually want to one day start a university or an education series in India? Uh, yeah, I, I really do. So it'll take a while, but it'll be fun to do that. Yeah, I think it'd be so much value um, being able to to take you know, what you know, uh, over, over there. Do you have family ties, uh, within that region of the world? Not anymore. Yeah. Everyone's in the U S. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So my first question to you is I've been watching videos specifically about you and your, your journey as far back as 2013. And I was curious to hear from your perspective, I guess, like a more of, so like a self analysis, what do you think is the difference between the Neil Patel of yesterday versus the Neil Patel of today? Um, not much. The Neil Patel of yesterday versus today is only 24 hours older, but sorry about that. If I look at, um, you know, who I was five, six, seven years ago, versus now I was more so worried about short I was more thinking short term with my business models mm. versus long run kind of like uber suggests if you think about it I'm losing a ton of money I don't monetize um and eventually I'll change that but I'm not too worried about that in the short run yeah and I'm trying to create the best product best solution for the end user um and I'm not just trying to copy people but more so i'm trying to think beyond where is the market right now where is it going five ten years from now uh, and what needs to be changed so that could all work yeah and as an avid uber suggest user ourselves um it is a in my opinion a tool that's just completely game changing so you know kudos to you for for figuring it out thank you yeah and so there's um you invest so much in content. You invest so much in, I think there was a quote in saying somewhere around $30,000 a month in, in just investing in content. Why is investing all of that time and all that energy and all that resources and money into free content and not necessarily expecting much return um, in, re in return? Yeah. Uh for us, the way we end up looking at it when it comes to content and all this stuff is it's just education. If you educate, you help other people out, you know, everything comes around. And if it doesn't, oh, well, at least you're putting your best foot forward and helping other people out. Uh, we do it selflessly. If it makes us revenue, great. If it doesn't, oh, well, uh, we just enjoy educating and helping people out. What, at what point in time did you, within your career or within your, your videos that you really started to understand and say, hey, this is actually taking off faster than I want it to be. I'm actually making strides. Do you remember that point in time when that happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. I'm trying to think. 
I don't think it was actually just like all of a sudden and there was a point where it just happened. I think it gradually happened over time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like a lot of times when you find what you want to end up doing in life or your path or how you're going to do certain things, some people think it's a light bulb. For me, it's in most of my life, it's just been gradual change. That's how I got to where I am from everything, from the concepts to how I believe to uh, my business it's all been gradual. Yeah. And I can imagine that there was probably some really dark times in, in just like your own head, not like from like rags to riches type of story, but like when you're creating content, like there's had to have been a period of time where you're like, why the F isn't this working and how can I make it better? And I, I like to hear Actually, like your, at the beginning, there was a ton. Yeah. It's like, what was your mindset? Like I spent like six hours writing this. No one's reading this. This sucks. And then you do it for months. Why is my traffic not going up? Like, this sucks. And eventually you live and learn, right? Yeah. And, I, and I obviously that, that has ch since changed. And so a large portion of this conversation that I would like to cater is about how you're able to, or at least your process about how to get 4 million website visitors organically. And if you were to give us, I would say like a more intermediate type of answer, where, where, where should we begin? Sure. So if you have a website, you're already ranking for certain keywords. It may not drive you a lot of volume, but you're ranking for certain keywords. Um, so what I like doing is I like going into Google search console and seeing all the pages that are driving most of my traffic and Google search console. When you click on the queries button, it shows you all the keywords that drive traffic to those pages. I then take those keywords, pop them into Uber suggest and it tells me all the other related long tail keywords. I then go back into the pages that are ranking for the original keyword that I typed into Uber suggest. And I add in all those other keywords that make sense. I expand the article. I just don't shove in keywords. I rewrite it, make it more thorough, more in depth. And what I found out is, you know, if you already rank for one term in the space, it's not hard to rank for other very, very, very similar terms or long tail variations. And within 30 days of doing that, you'll notice that all the pages that are getting decent traffic will start getting more and more. Because here's the thing, no matter how good of a marketer you are, no matter what kind of content you write, it is a hit or miss game. There's no guarantee of success. And this helps you get more traffic from the pages that are already loved by search engines. So let's just say you write a piece of content and this is more so like a case study that we've had within ourselves. We've write, I'd say an article, at least one article a day on Penji.co. And a lot of times it's a hit or miss more often than not it's a miss. And yeah. we go back and we realize, okay, we use that strategy that you just said. And we go back and we say, okay, well, this is actually working. We might be able to add another keyword here and there. How often do you actually go back into your written content that may have been like a, a miss and start rewriting it, reanalyzing it, and just restructuring it? Well, I mainly do it for my successes. Mm. So if you do it for your hits, you'll do way better. Mm. And then once we do all the hits, then we go back and we do the misses. But I have like three, four full-time people that just do this for me all day. And so if, 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 if you're okay with it, when you have these hits and you have these successes, what are some things that you look at 
uh, I guess, like subjectively, or your team looks at in order to make these, uh, to make these edits in order to, for it to perform even better? Well, we, we straight up look at it like what keywords do we rank for? Which ones do we not? And we then cross-reference it with Ubersuggest because it tells us all the other keywords that get a lot of traffic in this space. And then we see which ones are relevant that we can adjust the article to uh, or around or add in to get the extra traffic that we weren't getting. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then from like a video perspective, and this is something that has boggled my mind because you seem, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, incredibly organized. Would you say that's relatively true? I'm decent at organization, but yes. yeah. <laughs> what is your flow like? Like, how are you able to know that these are the, the videos that I'm going to do? And uh, I, I have someone who ends up creating the headlines for me. And then I just go into the studio and I record. And you just hit record. But like, even so, like, if it, like at one point in time, do you see a, a, an article doing well? And then you go, you know what? I need to make a video about that. Uh, it, sometimes we'll say articles doing well, let's create a video, or sometimes we'll say a podcast is doing well, let's create a video. Sometimes mm -hmm. like a video is doing well, let's create an article or a podcast, but more so, uh, it's different teams for podcast title creation and, uh, video creation for titles. So I think what I'm hearing is, and maybe it's just because you put it so simplistic and it can be so simplistic. Do you think that we're over analyzing marketing and it's probably not as easy as we may think it is uh, as hard think, as we think it is excuse me yeah i was gonna say i'm like i think we are over analyzing i don't think it as hard as we think it is it isn't easy uh it just requires a lot of patience hmm. and a lot of grinding like you just had to keep going and going so you know when we do keyword research for videos it's different than keyword research for podcasts because what's popular on YouTube may not be popular on iTunes, right? Or a blog, yeah. Exactly. So that's why we create them all separately. There's, uh, I was reading a little bit more about just your process of, I guess, testing. And I think you've even gone as far as A, B, C, and even M testing. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how important testing is and what would what is your process when it comes to testing yeah my process to testing is i try to use a lot of data so a lot of people when they test they take the simple approach of you know hey i want to change this i want to change that but the problem is if you run tests and they tank your conversions you lose revenue as well so i try to do a lot of testing that's data driven so i'll look at quantitative data within Google Analytics, cohorts, my funnel, where the drop-off is. I look at survey feedback, users tell me what they don't like, what they want to change. I combine both of them, and then I come up with tests that I should run based off the data. And that tends to help me produce better winners. Mm. Do, you, do you think it's easy to get these surveys because of your notoriety? And do you think, do you think that it's like, well, technically I have to run it with my audience, right? 99.99% yeah. of people, or maybe 99 point whatever percent, 99 is probably a bit too high. Uh, 99 plus percent of people ignore the surveys. Mm. It doesn't so, matter who you are. People just don't care to fill them out. Interesting. Cause you know, for a small a company that people may not care much about, um, do you think that using the same approach of just that you use 
can still yield at least somewhat similar results? I do. Yes. And the approach I'm using isn't, I created it. Other people created it. I'm taking their approach. It works for them. So it works for me as well. And what is that? If you can dive deep a little bit, what would you say has worked well for you when it comes to just like understanding that? Yeah. It's just combining qualitative and quantitative data. Yeah. Because you can't just look at numbers. You got to look at opinions and feedback and all that, that people leave and then combine it to figure out what you should change. Because if, and if you get enough of these opinions and 60 of them say the same thing, they're probably more like a fact versus an opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you may want to test, you know, fixing that and see what happens to your conversions. Yeah. When it comes to lead generation, um, I always believe that if you can convert even just like 1% of your website traffic, it's a, it's a strong bet that you, you could be moderately successful. And 1% is a lot, by the way. But yeah. yeah, well, what would you say is like a good ratio? I guess a good number to go off of like success failure. 1% obviously probably being success. Yeah, I would do 1%. Even half a percent is usually success. Uh, you can even get lower than that. It's a question of how good is your sales team mm-hmm. in lead generation. You get all these leads, you can't close them. You're shit out of luck. But like at Penji, you guys are self-service, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it well no, it's, it's it's more so like a uh, it's like a a platform. It's a service that's based off of uh, SaaS. No, um, but your self service in which someone can just sign up. Oh, they correct. Yeah, sorry. So your leads are they're they're not really going to a sales team, but the moment you're dealing with a sales team or anything like that, you know, um, it's fine tuning the process, making sure they can sell. If they can't, you can collect five percent, you know, of, of a visitor to lead ratio doesn't mean you'll make money for sales guys can't close. Yeah, that's very true. What, what are some things that you've seen um, when it comes to businesses or even just from your self-analyst analysis, excuse me, that you know, maybe that people should be spending more time around this particular topic? So you're saying what have I well, seen? When it comes to, yeah, when it comes to lead generation, like I, I feel like sales is the, the literally the single greatest factor that can change a business. And yes. a, a lot of people just don't simply focus on it. They're, they're passively selling and that works to some degree and it, and, it, and it doesn't. What are some things that you would recommend in order for people to just like maybe add something on their website or uh, change their approach or style in order to generate more leads and then convert more sales? Exit pop-ups work really well. Um, quizzes work really well. Uh, another thing is just having a sales page that collects a lead. You can collect leads through webinars as well. All those forms work extremely well. And when you get these leads, right? So you have all these leads. I'm sure you have hundreds and thousands of leads that you're able to sift through. Um, from the people that you consult, the people that you worked with within your business, um, and even yourself, what are some tactics and approaches that you've seen work really well in order to move them along the funnel? Uh, from a sales perspective, I'm not too sure because typically that's how we move leads through the funnel. I don't really deal too much with sales. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, everything that I do know is we try to provide the most customized approach yeah. and we try to be helpful similar to how we create content versus selling. Mm. So when you say customized approach, like how customized do you usually get? Very customized. We figure out their pain points, issues with their business, what we need to do to solve them and help them out. 
So just more so like a customer, like, you know, profile. Yes. Trying to provide amazing customer experience uh, and everything is just customized to their business. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm I'm sure you have some type of crazy like way in order to uh, like what, to what extent and what type of research are you actually going into in order Mm -hmm. to figure out who your profile is? Uh, well, we get a lead and we look at everyone we've closed who provide mm-hmm. the best results to, and that starts making up our profile. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I do, I know we only have a little bit more time together, so I want to make sure that we're optimizing as much as we possibly can. And so SEO lead generation, uh, social media has grown so fast within the past couple of years. And would you say that there's like a big difference between SEO of like a couple of years ago versus what SEO is today? Yeah. One main difference. It's harder and it takes, I'll give you the second one too. It takes longer as well. It, it, but, Google's getting just much better and better with their algorithm over time. So it just makes things harder, right? Yeah. I feel like you're putting it so easy and like, I'm just, and while I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm literally thinking to myself, holy shit, I probably just made everything so much harder for myself. No, no, but it is hard. I don't want you guys to think it's easy. It's just, I think people overthink things too much and they start analyzing instead of doing. And in marketing, if you don't focus on the doing and executing, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And so I I guess one of, um, I have, I have two final questions and when it comes to writing and content, when you're writing your content, how do you optimize your time in order to, I guess, think more clearly or just write better? Um, uh, so for me, I don't really optimize my content to write better. I just sit down and write and I just crank, create as much content around the subject that I'm really passionate about that I think people want to read uh, and I publish and then I optimize later once it's live. Yeah. Do you have like a approach that I talked about? I see what it ranks for. Then I go from there, change the keywords, all that kind of stuff. What's the mood like? Do you have to dim your, your lights to a certain thing? Do you have to put on some like Marvin Gaye music in order to get yourself in the mood? No, I'm watching TV, Netflix, all that (laughs) kind of stuff. And then going from there. I love, I love how chill you are. I have one, I have one final question. Um, you know, there's so many people in this world that go to you as a resource um, for information, but it's always good to know where the resource goes to get resources for information. So what are some things that you do in your life in order to obtain that, that information to always grow and learn? I experiment a lot. I read a lot. Um, I have meetings with everyone. Funny enough, I was meeting yesterday with the CEO of ManyChat. He asked me, why would you take the time to meet with me? I'm like, I don't care if you're successful and you're worth hundreds of millions, or I don't care if you're a kid and you're just starting out. I believe I can learn from anyone. Mm. So I have a really open mind and I try to learn from everyone. That's awesome. In my community, you may say that they're learning from me, but at the same time, they're leaving comments, interacting with me, and they're teaching me stuff as well too. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I really appreciate your time and thank you so much for the opportunity to, uh, to interview you today. And just as a, uh, a show of respect, I'd like to give you the next 30 seconds to just explain everything that you have going on and how people can inevitably sign up, learn, subscribe, et cetera. 
Well, if you want more traffic, check out my ad agency, Neil Patel Digital. You need some help with your marketing uh, and you just want to figure out and do it all on yourself. You can check out my marketing tool, Ubersuggest. It's 100% free or my blog, neilpatel.com. Awesome. And everything will be in the show notes. Neil, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Blind Entrepreneurship brought to you by Penji. Our guest this week was Neil Patel. And I'm sending a worldwide challenge to everybody that's still listening. This week, I'd love for you to take a look at your to-do list. And within that day, or even the following day, look at it deeply and think to yourself, if there's anything that is on this list that I don't do today, my business will be just fine. Focus on the things that truly matter and the things that move boulders and not pebbles. And when you do, tweet me at J or head over to tbeshow.com and drop a comment on this week's episode. And as Neil stated and the simplicity that he has put forth in this entire conversation, maybe instead of looking at your to-do list, just try and find a way in order for you to simplify more of your marketing strategies or your outbound strategies or your inbound strategies or even your sales processes. I think it's time for us to just think to ourselves, are we really overcomplicating this and should we be? You can find more about Neil at neilpatel.com and all the links are in the show notes for you to click directly there and also his YouTube channel um, and any other social media platform that he's heavily investing time in. And as for us here, you can check Penji out at penji.co if you need simple, easy, and fast, affordable graphic design solution for your business. And head over to to our podcast website again, which is tbeshow.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend. It's the only way that we can cure blindness in business. Go out there and execute your vision, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.